so run Ray. I'm so run Ray. Oh, there you are. <laughs> I was preparing my, I was preparing myself for that whole introduction then. So run Ray. <laughs> I ran the whole way. Yeah, right. Bang the going to the gym's obviously uh, paying out. <laughs> Hello and good evening and welcome to the Outpost Frequencies. Brought to you by the last movie Outpost on oh, no, the Sunday Roast, I should say. Sorry, not the Outpost Frequencies. Um Sunday Roast. Hey, it's you the last still movie Outpost. The outpost. Um, Both. Can I get Both. through it? <laughs> welcome no. to the Sunday Roast Outpost Frequencies brought to you by the last movie outpost.com for all of your movie news reviews and everything cool about film. It is just the two cool guys today. Um, as in myself and Yoda. How are you doing? Okay. Is there two others that are coming on that I don't know about? <laughs> no, we're still cool. We're still hip with it, with it and hip. I don't know what the young kids like these days. <laughs> After this, I, I'll be I, going down I, the I, disco. <laughs> I feel more and more like Abe Simpson every day. I used to be with it, but then they changed what it was. And now what I'm with isn't it anymore. It'll happen to you. <laughs> um, yes, uh, Matt has got a boxing match uh, with his son. No, wait, he's going to a boxing match of his son. That sounds bad if he's just beating up his kids. Um, and Sean is still on the run from the FBI. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they're, not, they're just not with us this evening. And so forth. So yeah, it's just just the two of us to uh, carry out the Sunday roast. Um, how are you, my friend? How's how's your week been? Pretty good. I just picked up a dog who got her. She got her hair. She she was at the hairdresser, so she's nice and trimmed and looks looks good. Fair enough. So she doesn't um, care, but, but everybody <laughs> yeah, else that's right. She immediately gets home and then runs into the garden and plays in the puddles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me roll That's... in my own shit. Yay! <laughs> I'm far too clean and nice and smell nice, smell nice right. and everything else. Um, okay, doke. So yes, uh, yeah, it's been an, an interesting week here. I've got some of the banners ready, but I've also got a couple of bits and pieces I wanted to add because I actually watched yesterday. I'm going to put this on actually because I, I kind of want to talk about it because it was actually really, really good. But hang on, uh, there's professionalism. <laughs> Tetris. I watched oh, is it that yesterday. Out? Yeah, that's out. Where, where's that on? Apple TV. Okay. I was, I did, I missed the trailer. wasn't bothered about watching the trailer. I kind of browsed through the article when it came out. I did think, oh, really? They're making a game about how Tetris was discovered. This was excellent. <laughs> this was this was almost on par of things like um, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. <laughs> how. You know, a Russian guy wrote this wrote this computer game, and, and obviously some Americans wanted to buy it. But it also had Robert, uh, Rupert Murdoch, um, the the famous billionaire tycoon, a British billionaire tycoon, who was trying to steal it. And it ended up in this massive sort of KGB conspiracy theory action film. It was I was really blown away at how well it was done. It was very funny, but also very dark in places, and I kind of thought the tone was a little bit off here and there. I'm going to put up a review tomorrow, but honestly, it was it was top quality entertainment for a spy thriller. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's if it's fun and you enjoy it for its on its own merits, that that's great. I got a feeling though that it's like based on a true story, like those uh, hauntings or those what what are those ones yeah. with. Uh, uh, 
you know, a conjuring movies based on a true story. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, I imagine the only true parts of this is a Russian wrote Tetris and an American bought it. <laughs> the rest of it is quite padded. <laughs> um, but on it, like I say, I don't, on, I don't on, remember a nuclear missiles going off when Tetris came out. That's weird. <laughs> well, they kind, they kind of imply at the end of the movie that because Tetris is being sold to the West that it's kind of the end of communism, and it's kind of <laughs> mm, maybe pushing it just a little bit. <laughs> That's right. Everybody knows that uh, communism got ended when Rocky Four punched it in the face. Exactly, exactly. Uh, that's obviously if we learn everything from movies. But no, genuinely, as an espionage thriller, because it was kind of, uh, um, you know, this this uh, a Russian company were trying to sell this game. But then the KGB got involved because they thought it was then kind of like a, a, a pinnacle fall of, you know, if, if this starts happening, then other American companies will try and muscle in on their turf and this kind of thing. But then there's this guy who's just trying to, to buy it and make a living off it. And it was just, it was really well done. It was really, really well made. It was good fun. Um, but I say there's some odd moments in it. There's, there's actually a car chase in it. And in there, when the cars kind of hit something, they turn into eight pixel bit cars for a second i know and it was it was very strange but then there's also a bit where a man threatens to throw another man's son out of a window to get information out of him and it's kind of like <laughs> there's two tones there you know <laughs> okay i'd like a little bit of uh the mission impossible and uh, jason Bourne, and mix it up with adam sandler's pixels can you do that <laughs> yeah that is actually an excellent way of putting it this um, is going to be hard <laughs> As an as an as a, as like an espionage thriller about them trying to sort of like maneuver to get money, but then who owns the rights and who owns the rights to the arcade and who owns the rights to the PC and what is a PC? It was it was like I say, genuinely had me hooked all the way through. It was it was it was quite amusing and quite well done. And I do like Taron Egerton. I think the guy's picking some decent roles. Uh, so like I say, yeah, I was quite I was quite intrigued by it. So that's that. The end. Say, say hello, Phil. Hey, oh, no, I, uh, um, hello, sweetheart, how are you? That's a very good friend of mine from up in London. Um, it's nice for you to join me. Well done, or join us, I should say. Thanks for joining us. Um, we've been, uh, me, myself and Sarah stay in touch because we always talk to each other about Mandalorian. We will be getting to that later. Um, in the meantime, let's start with... In case you're wondering, <laughs> Phil's the hot one. <laughs> let's spell that properly. Hang on a minute, hide that. So who the hell's Son Sunders? <laughs> Snyder, Snide, and Snyder's Army of the Dead is <laughs> sequel is moving forward. Snyder's, Snyder's. Oh, bloody hell! I'll just leave it. I can't be bothered now. You gave me it's all late. kinds of shit last week, and I know because I had to cut up the thing and listen to it. I identify as dyslexic, um, which I am actually dyslexic. So the, you know that's, that's fair enough. Um, I I saw a great one this this I interrupted. Saw a great one this week. It says uh, motorcyclist who identifies as a bicyclist breaks all the cycling <laughs> records. <laughs> Well, you can God. identify as anything these days. We're, we're right. identifying. We're identifying as professionals on a movie host and talk show this today. But yes, Nanaiders, Army of the Dead. Now, what did you make of the first one? I uh, listened to you guys tell me how shit it was. And didn't bother. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm 
this on. over zombie movies, quite frankly. I'm just, I don't really, I mean, the genre I feel like has been played out to death. I feel like it peaked with Dawn of the Dead in 78. <laughs> and, oh, right. And, okay. Wow. I was going to say, what, the 2004, but no, not even No, then. no. I, I mean, I, I like the 2004 okay. And, you know, there was, I even liked, uh, what was the one? Um, the one with Woody Harrelson. Uh, oh, uh, Double Tap. Um, no. Oh, Zombie Land. Zombie Land. Thank you. Double Tap. I, I enjoyed the first one okay. It, it was, you know, a nice little comedy version of that. Um, Warm Bodies was a pleasant diversion for five minutes. But for the most part, I just like, uh, I, okay, zombie's going to kill you. Walk, Walking Dead really put a nail in its coffin, so to speak. Oh. I couldn't even finish Walking Dead. I think I got halfway through about the second series, and it was just every episode was so unbelievably formulaic, and then it just hangs on a, a cliffhanger. So you go for the next week, and I just, it, yeah, I. It yeah, really deviated. It really deviated from the comic, which is a shame because I think that it. The comic is definitely better, in my opinion. I think they went off in way too many directions. I think it's much better when they do deviate from the original source material, as we've seen so often. <laughs> anyway, um, right, so uh, the, the first one, I it was kind of a, like a fun action movie. The photography was terrible because um, Schneider did his own um, director of photography and he just kind of had to shoot everything in very deep um, depth of focus shots, which kind of work for like, 30 seconds of the film but the rest of the two hours they don't but it's still to me it was just the silly things like the ending how the two uh, the um tactical nuclear missile which kills all the zombies and collapses a building and yet somehow a guy can who was locked inside a, a, a massive safe can survive that and get out and get on a plane and travel away to mexico Look, if Indiana Jones could survive in a fridge, <laughs> I don't see why a safe wouldn't be good. I, we do not we do not speak of the crystal skull. <laughs> um. If there's one thing that movies have really destroyed is people's understanding of how weapons work, any kind of weapons. <laughs> yeah. Guns. Yeah, yeah, pretty oh, much, yeah. That, that, that's how you have Joe Biden saying dumb shit like, they should just shoot him in the leg. You know, yeah. just we don't they don't understand how any of this shit works. They don't even understand how any of this shit actually sounds. And so people it's, get these weird ideas about how these things work. And it's like I, and I'm, I'm fine with it from a narrative entertainment standpoint to a certain extent. Yeah. I can live. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, You've got to have, you, can, you can allow a little artistic license. Uh, yeah. Just understand real life ain't like when the movies, please, please. Before you start passing yeah. a bunch of dumb fuck laws. <laughs> um, even more. Uh, Lord. Um, but yeah, the the sequel, because they did the prequel, didn't they? Which was, I can't even remember what it was called. Um, God, do you know what? I'm drawing a complete blank on of, it because I didn't of, even watch it. A, of a Army of the Dead? Army of the Dead. They did it where he was, it was the bank safe guy. And Natalie Emmanuel was in it. That's all I can tell you about it. Because I just, again, uh -huh. I had no interest in watching it, but it was about how he was a safe cracker and everything else. And then, again, this sequel is just kind of, it's, it's the whole sort of money for old rope type scenario, really, that it's just kind of like, ah, oh, everybody loved the first one and we made lots of money, so let's just make another one and spin it out. And that's kind of all they do these days. Zack Snyder is a real enigma to me. He had, he had, Dawn of the Dead, which was reasonably good, and then he made 300, which is 
for the source material perfectly stylized to what you would mm. expect. Yeah. And then he It worked. It worked in that, yeah. Yeah. And so he's gone on and he's like he's made the he's he made the superhero stuff man steel batman v superman and the snyder cut of justice league and i hear everybody going goo goo gaga over it but that's mostly because in my mind the cuts that the studio put out and the other stuff of the dcu is such shit that at least you think like (laughs) there's a vision (laughs) here there's like it's kind of like to me the difference between the prequels and the sequels of Star Wars. You've got the yeah. prequels. It's like okay, the prequels are shit, but at least I see a man's idea and vision kind of laced in it. Trying I understand to make an effort. Yeah, like it still evokes some sort of passion in me in some ways, even though I I, I really dislike the prequels. Whereas the sequels are just corporate sludge they just i have no feelings for them i don't care about them no i have feelings for them (laughs) i not anymore i really don't and in fact now that now that mandalorian and we'll get to that has gone (laughs) so bad i i'm just like uh, star wars has just kind of gone dead to me i'm I'm gonna have to just like it's the first three and that's it because everything else is bad but my point is is that snyder had something in those but he, I just think it were bad. I don't like the the three DCEU Snyder verse stuff. I think it's terrible. But he it's somehow is like not here. <laughs> tough shit, Egg. You know you you know my feelings on this. We've been through it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I now he's making like Army of the Dead. He made that sucker punch. He's made some other stuff. I just I think his stuff is shit. He seems like a nice enough guy, and I not. I don't think he's woke or anything like that, really. Um, it's not like, you know, a political thing. It's just, I just don't think he's very good. And he's been elevated because the DCEU nightmare yeah. of studios making even shittier stuff. They make Black Adam. They made, what was it? Oh, uh, Shazam and all this stuff. They made, uh, I guess Aquaman is total shit. Uh, they, they shelved Batgirl. And you start looking at like, well, at least this guy had some sort of vision. It must be really good. I, is it because we're just so starved for something quality that we, we're looking at the Zack Snyder stuff? It's like, that's really good. Because it's I, not. I do, I do genuinely think that that is happening quite a lot. That we are surrounded by so much just utter junk, utter, utter garbage. The other day I sat down to watch something and I was sort of kind of flicking through the new movies that were coming out. There was just nothing there. And I ended up watching Poltergeist 2. Because it was kind of, that to me was the most interesting thing I could watch, because I can't remember if I'd ever seen it, actually. I don't think I had. But it, like you say, so when something comes out which is not absolutely terrible, we actually think, oh, that was, that was, that was all right. You know, and, and because we're just, our standards are so unbelievably low these days with the creative desert that we're in. I think that's part of it. Um, I... I don't know. James Gunn's going to reboot the whole thing. We'll see. But uh, anyway, speaking of reboot and franchises, John Wick, it seems, will never be stopping. Now, have you seen four yet? Have you seen chapter four? You know, here's the deal. I remember chapter one. Chapter one, I think, was... (laughs) I've said this before, but I just think it's brilliant. It's like you got a guy, you set him up, his wife has just passed 
and he's dealing with that because she died of cancer and she leaves him a puppy and then these assholes come in and kill his this this widower fresh widower's puppy and at that point you're basically like kill them all john i don't care if it's a school bus full of nuns riddle it with bullets kill everybody you have to you are on his side the whole time the wife was one thing but now you killed the puppy fucking just here you want a howitzer take a howitzer yeah i don't care (laughs) and so that was brilliantly set up and then you you know you got into the world a little bit just kind of just teased it a little bit and you had all that really kind of criminal underworld but we don't know and that kind of thing and yeah and then you had this really interesting um what they call it gun foo or something like that just a, a very different way of showing action and that was great and then i don't remember anything about two or three i seen them i can't i couldn't tell you one thing about them and now I'm hearing Wick Four is doing very, very well. I'm, I guess the review. I don't know what the Rotten Tomato. I don't even bother with the Rotten Tomato meter anymore because it's just these, I will, these I will reviewers. Wash your talking. Yeah, they've gone. Uh, they've gone so batshit lunatic. And I must so, admit, sometimes though, that I mean, it's the, the actual professional reviews I completely ignore, but the the, um, the audience, audience reviews, yeah. I do sort of think, okay, no, yeah, I can, you know, why not? Um, so far, John Wick Chapter Four is scoring across the board, both the um, audience and the um, critics are rating it at ninety four percent. Ninety four percent. I mean, it's pretty I, impressive. My first look at it was like two hours and forty nine minutes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> and, I do that uh, with every film these days. Yeah, and uh, I, I just I got I'm going to have to watch the three of them before I go into four because I just I don't I, I feel like I'll be going in there going what's what's happening here I have no idea I feel a little bit that way about the Mission Impossible films too it's like I can't I love every one of them I think they're very good can't remember a single thing and, and when we get to the next one it's like do you remember this from scene three of the yeah, third yeah. Mission Impossible 26 years ago do you remember that no <laughs> I remember I remember seeing a cartoon once and he said um yeah, audience members who are going to enjoy this episode of Star Wars, but you will have, have to have seen episode 76 of the yeah. Gonk Droid series, you know, and blah, blah, blah. Um, I must admit, I watched, I did watch 1, 2, and 3. I haven't seen 4 yet, but I did watch 1, 2, and 3, and all three of them are pretty of Wick? Good. Yeah, Wick. Sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, the first one, like you say, is excellent. Everybody has to die because of that puppy. <laughs> The second one opens up that law a little bit, and he ends up. It's the one with Halle Berry in it, um, and he. Uh, is that the second or the third? That. I thought that oh, was the third. The second one is when he gets a contract. <laughs> I, I don't saw it the other day. Either. I know that's I, what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! No! 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 no, 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 no. Right. So this in the second one. In the second one, the, don't, a don't guy. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> No, I've got it now. A guy <laughs> says to him that he has a marker, and so he has to kill his sister. This guy wants him wants John Wick to kill his sister, um, and then he will get um, what's the word? Um, not recompense, uh, is it sanctuary or whatever it is. And yeah. so he does that, but then it turns out that it, everybody sort of turns on John Wick, and John kills the guy in the hotel at the end of it. And so then the third one is about the High Temple and how they're going to deal with John. And so John goes to the desert 
and that's the one with Halle Berry and he goes to the desert and he meets the guys who are on the very high table and they say you can come back in but you've got to kill Winston but then he gets back into the hotel and doesn't kill Winston and Winston shoots him only if he falls off the building and gets away yeah I, it's like <laughs> the end <laughs> I, I, I'm watching this it's like it's assassins and killers in the city and everything and next thing I know he's with a bunch of Bedouins in the desert I'm like <laughs> what is happening here <laughs> which was which was under the guise that they will only find you if you walk to the desert and nearly die and then they'll find you <laughs> that's quite a big risk <laughs> oh you meant the Sahara Desert no I went to the Gobi uh, oh right no, way <laughs> <Shit>. off <laughs> I'm like, yeah. is is if you're in the middle of a desert with like not a person in sight, is assassinations really a good field to get into? Is that a real high <laughs> marketable? Yeah. You got to make a lot of money doing that in the middle of the desert. Seems like water would be a good one, but I, what do I know? My, this my whole world is still, weird. My favorite part with it, though, I think it was in the second one when. Uh, he gets like excommunicado and so they send out texts to like all the assassins in in new york to be able to get him and i just remember john walking down the park and literally everybody's phone going off and me thinking it's like 80 percent of new york assassins this is really <laughs> weird you know <laughs> you know nobody got a text saying john wick is worth 14 million oh right uh who's john wick <laughs> <laughs> Is, is somebody like at the McDonald's just flipping burgers? Like, oh, I gotta take off for a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'll be back in a five minute if I don't avenge my death. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, but you apparently... say that every night. <laughs> <laughs> well, usually they're quite easy, but this is John Wick, so. Mm, um, um, it's just, with it's it, just uh, gotten more bizarre than the Matrix. But with it, it now looks like that they will be doing a number five because, again, number four has made money. So why wouldn't you? Chadwick five. He's at the pound going, I'll take that one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Finally, get a new damn dog. <laughs> no, no, no. Do you know what? No, the story, the story in number five is he goes to the pound to get one. But he's filled out the paperwork incorrectly, and he has to kill everybody because because he didn't fill out form forty two A. And then through an amazing use of CG, all the dogs stand up with guns. <laughs> um, no, maybe that's the twist. Maybe right, John gets killed at the beginning of five, and his dog goes on a murderous rampage, getting revenge. <laughs> that's that's a killer. That's, that's, I, I told you, weirder than the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was thinking about the Matrix the other day. I just is complete tangent, but since we're Keanu Reeves, it's Keanu um, Reeves, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, like Cipher wanted to go back to the Matrix because it was better in there. You can kind of understand it, you know, the food tastes yeah. better. You wear nice clothes, all that kind of stuff. But the way they set up the Matrix in because the 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 Paradise one didn't work. It fell apart. They set it up to be more like the real world, you know, late 20th century. And so you got to figure that there's there's somebody in there that, like, had their legs broken or, or in a wheelchair, right? So if, 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 like, the one was in a wheelchair and he gets freed, like, his legs would work in the real world, right? Would he want to go back? And then, but he's the one, so he has to go back, right? But surely... 
the, the whole point of going back in because Cypher actually says oh, I want to be like a movie star or somebody sort of famous yeah. and that kind of thing. so maybe they can you know alter him as they go back in and they stuff. can alter they can alter a guy who sells out sure but if you're yeah. like Keanu Reeves now when, when they go in there even in the the training program he says you have residual self-image right like your hair grew back and stuff like that so when he goes back in would it be just like back in the chair <laughs> and he's and he but he's the one right so like it's it's like uh instead of i know kung fu it's like i know formula one he's in the chair just <laughs> Yeah, just, no, I just it just made me laugh. I just I never realised it before when it says like residual self image. That if it was me, it's kind of like, come on, Neil, we've got to go back into the thing. Will you please put some pants on and get off the sofa? Nope, <laughs> yeah. This is who I am. Uh, I, I really, I really want to see the disabled one. It's just like Mr. Anderson. He's like squeak, 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 squeak. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I, this is just one of my bizarre, you know, where my mind just let my mind go, and I just went, "This is this is um, Mark. You're a sick Mark. You're a sick asshole, Yoda." <laughs> so, hello, hello there, Heidi, and she says, "This is Joe Rogan." No, not yet. We're getting there. It would have been Joe, full Joe Rogan if uh, Sean was here. Um, we need to add a couple of decimal points on that viewer count. Well, we are six. Hey, that's not bad, though. Hello, everybody. Gosh, I feel so popular. I feel like Justin Bieber on stage. <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah, John, it, it, but like I say, it looks like John Wick will never stop until the numbers start going down, which may be a while, because brain-dish morons will quite happily gulp down anything these days. Scream. <clears throat> I, I, I mean, I'm hearing good things about four. I'm just... You know, when I heard John Wick 4, I'm just thinking, dude, buy a new dog. <laughs> That's all I can think of. <laughs> I, I will say, Heidi, yes. Um, the first three movies are, are a good set of trinities. The first one is excellent. They do tend to tail off a little bit, but they, they, they hold their own. Um, I haven't seen 4 yet, so I don't know. But no, they are definitely worth a watch. It's an action movie. You could barely yeah. remember what was in 2 or who was in 2 five seconds ago. <laughs> I've slept since then. Um, <laughs> But with it, I mean, the actual action in them, what I do really like is the actual action in them itself is brilliantly done. I remember, I think it was the Transporter 3. And whoever directed it, every time there was a punch, he had to do a cutaway of the punch and then come back to the... And it was it was the most idiotic, stupid direction I've ever seen. Whereas with these John Wick movies, it is Keanu Reeves and he is kicking ass and the action is all, it's no quick cuts and everything else. It is, I mean, the action is, I think I said the other day that it's kind of, um, John Wick is to action, what Singing in the Rain is, is to dancing. You know, that the in Singing in the Rain, they, they have spent hours performing and, and perfecting that. And in John Wick, Keanu Reeves and the rest of the stunt crew and everything else have done a fantastic job at it. It's, it's, it's now, impressive. Now I just want to edit Singing in the Rain so every time the umbrella's in the right place, I get you know, put in muzzle shots and gun noises. Singing in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> and then kind of way to John, yeah, John Wick, scene from John Wick. Um, I, I, I do like that John Wick just basically sets, they don't just set the camera, but they let the action happen in front of the camera they're not cutting eight million places yeah, that's what nice I mean. long is, wide shots you can just see what's happening yeah it is very impressive it's very very impressive um okie dokes that's another john wick so another great action movie man on fire 
is getting a TV series because we can't have anything that we can love and it's got to be destroyed. I'm expecting someone like Leslie Jones to be cast as the main <laughs> as the main protagonist in this, obviously, because, you know, it's got to be female up a bit. But um, yeah, Leslie Jones, you don't even have to change the name. Oh, hang on a minute. Oh, going back to John Wigluck, he picked up a grey pit bull in two. And um, we found him when he was passing himself. Yes, this is true, didn't it? Yes, he did. He did get a See, little I, dog. I don't even remember. We've got we've got three women watching us. I feel like OnlyFans. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, big big women's audience today. I know. Goodness me, this is most yes. unusual. Uh, and just here for the eye candy. That's right. <laughs> we we will do our part by covering the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Nobody's going to see my nipples. Um, that's right. But yes, right. So, Man on Fire series. Again, this is one of those things where it's just Man on Fire is such a great movie. Leave it alone. But again, it's. I, I, I swear that Hollywood, when they sort of like, we need to come up with creative ideas, somebody is looking through their DVD shelf going, done it, done it, done it. Oh, we haven't done that yet. Uh, yeah, we're Man on Fire. Uh, you know, and, and that's kind of how they pick them. Yeah, I never saw it. Really? I've never uh, seen Man on Fire. <laughs> it is it's it's fantastic. Denzel Washington, he's brilliant. Um and he's Christopher Walken and um Dakota Fanning, I think it was. It is very, very good. It's a very good action film and it's basically about revenge and him getting taking revenge and so forth. But again, it's just one of those movies that you Is that, yeah. is that the one where his kid is in the hospital or is this a different one? Uh He's a bodyguard for her in, uh, I want to okay. say, Mexico, and she gets kidnapped, and so he has to go after her. Um, and it is worth watching. It is very, very good. It's definitely worth watching. Okay. I I, it's, uh, I, I like Denzel. I've watched a fair amount of his movies. I just never got around to that one. I'm still going to say this, but the wrong Scott died. Just going to say that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. As in Tony, Tony has made some absolutely belters, and don't get me wrong, Ridley has, but Ridley has now gone into the realms of uh, what's the word, like a, a black hole of his own ego, and, and I, just. I, I think of Spock in Star Trek Six. Uh, have we grown so old that we have outlived our usefulness? Yes, Ridley, you have. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. So. Um, Right. right. Sorry, I've just got to mention there, Heidi has just said, Air Jordan movie. Now, I've heard about this. Somebody mentioned this to me today. Um, it's, and about the this... yeah. it's about the shoes. It's like the Tetris thing, you know? It's about the shoes. Uh, and because what, there is another movie. Blackberry. I was going to say, there, yeah, well, yeah, but there's also another movie come out, which is about the guy who say pinball. And again, it's just kind of like, how random is that? <laughs> There's but, yeah, there's this rash of movies of like some product or something. It's a product that kind of had a splash yeah. back in the day, and now they're making a movie on it. But they're making these movies so bizarrely over the top. I mean, there's <laughs> yeah. I, like I say, I, the I Tetris just, one was ridiculous. It was it, yeah. it was hilariously funny. Um, so okay, but if you haven't seen Man on Fire, it's not worth watching. Firstly, watch it because it is it is a Tony Scott great film it's absolutely fantastic it's a Tony um, Scott I should give it a try because I do like his stuff he is worth he is worth looking what was that they are making movies that are just 20 minute YouTube documentaries 
Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's exactly that's exactly that's a very good way of putting it, Heidi. Yes. You know, there are movies that are coming out, and you. Just, but like I say, the Tetris, they just took it a little bit tongue in cheek. And I started watching the pinball one the other day, and again, it's just done in that little kind of. You know, we're having a bit of fun with what actually happened here, type of thing, and making it into quite an entertaining movie. Um, so, well, in, I'm back oh, to the thing, like the weapons. You know, like people don't think this is actually how it happened. It's like, no, it's <laughs> not how it happened. God damn it! Uh, I'm pretty sure it was a documentary. Um, <laughs> thank you. Just, <laughs> yeah. just like Star Wars. <laughs> that didn't happen again. In in the things that we love, that they have to destroy category. They want to reboot X-Files. And it's Ryan Coogler who wants to do it, the director of Black Panther, the original, and the, well, yeah, the original and the um, Wakanda Forever. But they want to now make it diverse, which is fair enough. So so, so the Malcolm X-Files? Hi, <laughs> <laughs> all. Um, Got him. But, but, with, but with it, again, this is one of those things that, particularly X-Files, because, I mean, it really ran through. It, it had something like about 12 seasons or something. It was it was a lot of seasons, yeah, and they went kind of exhausted, yeah, and yeah, already. But then they kind of want to reboot it and bring it back because there's more that, that we can drag out of it. Maybe the conspiracy theories of are things like um, <laughs> that Mich- Michelle Obama. Apparently, she's a man, and we've got to find the evidence, <laughs> stuff like that, to bring it up to modern day. You know, <laughs> yeah. the QAnon, fi- the Q files. That's what it'll be. <laughs> Uh, I I don't know. I mean, X Files was like one of those. It's kind of like Friends for me. It's like it's one of those of its time that I really yes. enjoyed in the nineties. But going back, I've watched a few episodes, and they're just uh, it it doesn't uh, it just doesn't work for me now anymore. And it's it was what it was when it was. Yes. Let it be. Obviously, no, that's not the case because it was popular. And now we need to bring it back. A new modern audience, a modern audience of people who never watch any of the stuff that they're fighting and complaining about. Do, it, do you think it will do well? I mean, do you think it will be like, like, okay, you bring back a Star Wars or something. Obviously, there's this built-in audience that's going to go run out and see it. The Force Awakens made nine hundred and fifty million dollars, right? Uh, there's other there's other shows that are good on their own merits that actually exceed the source material. I'm thinking like Battlestar Galactica. But it had to build an audience because Battlestar Galactica was not that popular of a of yeah. a property. It, it had some fond memories, but don't certainly... Fiddle, don't, fi- don't fiddle with your thing. Sorry. <laughs> don't fiddle with your thing on the camera. <laughs> is, it making, is it making noises? Okay. Yes. Um, we can hear you fiddling with your thing. Yeah, stop it. Yeah. And both hands on desk. <laughs> That's right. The, the, you, you podcasters, listeners, you're, you're going to be just, very confused. Just, just because we've got a big woman audience, okay, there's no yeah. need to do that. Just want to make a note that, it, yeah, it actually affects the microphone when I do that. Can <laughs> 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 uh, I stop there with your jokes? Carry on, carry on before we both yeah. get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and demonetized again. Uh, <laughs> so the... The, the the question I have is: Is there a built-in audience? Is there that much? Is it going to be one of those that comes sh- screaming out of the gates? And then, if it's a very good series, maybe people keep watching it, or will it scream out of the gates and fall off because it sucks? Or will it just have to build an audience if it's good? If it sucks 
and it has no audience, is it going to just be shit from the get go? I mean, I'm, I, as far as you, you, do you get what I'm saying? I'm saying like the four ways that can happen here. I think it has it, a built-in always, audience and everybody's going to watch it. And then it's, again, it's it one of those bad? things where you've got so much, so many people remember the original and obviously remember, you know, and love the original and everything else. And then there are so many people who have probably never heard of it. The other day, I, I, one of my work colleagues had never heard of the Munsters. And I nearly kind of got my phone out and find episodes and sat them down and thought, right, watch, watch this. This Don't is good. Do that to the monsters. <laughs> no, 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 no. The original monsters, even you know. Yes, the monsters. Just, they never heard of it anyway. But with it, it's kind of it depends on how it's done, and then it, it does all depend. And I'm, you know, I it, I kind of hate myself saying this, but how woke it's going to be, because if they are going to go down the woke route, it's woke route, woke route. It's going to just be awful. And again, that's what we've seen with so many of the series. Like, every now and then something comes out where it is good and it's enjoyable and you can watch it and there's nothing to like, you know, to be annoyed at and it's just good. Whereas half the time it's just kind of, oh, we're just updating it for the modern audience and the modern audience are all horrible idiots. If it's good... Uh, okay, if it's woke, and it's definitely going to be woke, let's just assume it's going to suck. So the question is, is there enough? See, I think the business model is take an IP, put it out there because everybody's going to watch it at the very beginning, even if it sucks, right? Yeah. So they go and out there get, and they... And they'll get people talking about it and blah, 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 even hate watching it. Right. And that's that's great. Is there enough of that for X Files to sustain that kind of model? Because otherwise, it's going to have to be very very good if it's going to build a new audience and and do something, which I don't think is going to happen because it's probably going to be woke. And I, I just wonder if I I don't know. I feel like it's a good case study because it's like okay, if we're starting to get to the the third and fourth layer of nostalgia here you know we're, we're yeah. scraping you know pretty soon it's going to be like night rider or petticoat junction or some some really you know only a few people kind of remember and uh and and less and less and less and and pretty soon there's not going to be a, that initial audience to get the thing going and so then you go okay well if there's not enough of an audience to get the thing going then what are you going to do if it sucks you're you know is this is this going to be the turning point we say okay we're going to start doing new things because the nostalgia mine is think, empty it's tapped I, there's no more gold think, in them there else well i was just going to say i think they are getting to the point with that like with willow you know second season which is now on hold not you know cancelled but i mean Again, they are learning that. I mean, I'm I sure I'm sure I read an article saying that one of the episodes of um, Willow, when it came out, had like eight thousand views in the first twenty four hours or something. And you're thinking, really? That I mean, that's just awful. And it's you know, the, forget the whole woke and everything else. People just weren't watching it, but nobody was interested in it. And so it's kind of you know, they they just kind of make stuff good and watchable and they're not and like i say it's they've still got loads of stuff they're going to tap into somebody somewhere out there's trying to do a citizen kane series you know it <laughs> and we gotta do we gotta do the we got a super chat here from heidi who 
This is at me. It says, five okay. bucks say the Royals finish behind the Tigers. Heidi, uh, I'm not going to take that bet <laughs> because <laughs> the Royals have been shit for a while. They they won the, the – we had our two World Series in 14 and 15. That was great. And then they sold uh, – they had a huge uh, fire sale. And uh, we'll see if they're able to build it back up again. But they, they got rid of Dayton Moore, who's been their president since 2007. They finally got rid of him last year, I think. They're rebuilding, but yeah, I don't, I don't see the Royals doing very well. So thanks for uh, staying on topic with movies, but <laughs> I'm going to answer that <laughs> because she gave us money, and I appreciate it. But no, no bet here. You win. She gave us money. I can get food this week. <gasps> Hooray! Um, what do we got? So here? they're making movies. Oh, we, we said that. Okay. Yeah. Keep up. I'm on top of this. I'm on top of all this. Clearly, you're not. We get a super chat, and you're just sitting there on it. What's wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, because it was about football. It was about was baseball. It, is it football? Oh. <laughs> See, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. Right. Um, Putin had Nord Stream 2. We have Nerd Stream 2. I think that's mildly offensive. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate the effort. <laughs> that <was laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> 10 out of 10 for trying. Well done. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, yeah, you got to, you got to, you got to hit us way below the belt. You know, Nerd Stream Two ain't gonna cut it. No. Everyone who watched X Files is dead. If you want to I'm insult me, you're gonna have to try a lot harder than that, my friend. That's right. <laughs> oh wait. Um, Everyone who watched X Files is dead. I'm not dead. I just I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Um, right. Okay. Can we can we get off the chat now? I was on top of it. I know what I'm doing. Right. Zach. I, I I you know sometimes I just like to feel useful. <laughs> Zach Gregkey is all. Do we have Zach Gregkey back in the Royals? That guy. Uh, he was a head case. I don't know. I look. I'm giving the people what they want here. Don't get mad at me. I'm not getting mad. I'm getting bored. She paid um, us, and I'm a whore, and you know this. <laughs> so I'm going to answer the questions like the whore that I am. If if more money comes through, I might show a nipple. Um, <laughs> so, I gotta, so, I'm going to put money in to not show nipples. <laughs> so we're going to move on. I'm going to miss out the June 2 because I didn't read it. But Starfleet Academy, it's been, is it ordered or reordered? So I... <laughs> <laughs> It, I just want to see if I can push Yoda over the edge just to see if we can get a live suicide. A, yeah, you're opening up a can of fucking worms here, and I'm going to have to start talking some more. Uh, okay. So, Paramount was not, from what I understand and from everything I've been able to gather, Paramount was not happy with Kurtzman and, and Bad Robot and all that. And apparently the number of series that they were supposed to have, if you consider seasons as part of that contract, season three and Strange New uh, Strange New Worlds took uh, Kurtzman's baby, which is Starfleet Academy. This is something that he wants okay. to do. He loves um, Starfleet Academy for some reason, because we want to... To me, it's like when they do those shows, like superheroes in high school or you know dracula frankenstein t and, and the wolfman and the mummy but when they were in high school you know i, right. I don't 
I don't care about that kind of stuff. I think it's just a terrible idea. I don't know why they keep going to that well. But that's what he wants to do with Starfleet Academy. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that he's doing it with Kirk or any of that or or, or that kind of or known characters. It's going to be like new characters, I guess, or they're reopening Starfleet Academy or something. I don't know. But that's his baby. Nobody's going to want to watch it. But, but since, I thought everybody loved him. <laughs> well... <laughs> so so now you're getting into suit mentality here, right? Now you're getting into the idiots in 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 the corporate structures like, "Oh, people like Picard season 3. They must like Kurtzman stuff." And that's as far as their brains think, I think. So they go, "Okay, so we're going to go ahead and give him Starfleet Academy." So on the back of what Terry Metalis is doing, who was given this turd and said, "Just do something with it because we don't care anymore." It's the last season. He ends up making a great show, and because of that, the suits go, "Oh, I guess it's successful now. I'll let Kurtzman do a new show." And Kurtzman's going to create the show. The show is, um, is is working on season three, and Kurtzman sort of goes. Working, you say? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the reverse Homer out of the bushes. Hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's, yeah, he's basically, in my mind, taking credit for this shit. And he's going to put out a shit show that's going to be woke as hell, especially if it's young kids in Starfleet Academy expressing their sexuality or some nonsense. And it's... <sighs> I, I mean, <laughs> expressing their feelings and everything yeah, instead of it, you know dealing with the Klingons and whatnot. Yeah, or or their fucking studies. So it's going to be Paramount getting the entirely wrong message from season three. Season three is going to be an outlier. This we talked about this. I said, will season three be an outlier or will it be a course correction? It's going to be an outlier because they're not getting rid of Kurtzman. They're letting him do more shit. So, guys, enjoy season three while you can because this is the only good new Trek you are ever going to get. For a while. For a while. It, it might turn itself around the same with Star, Star Wars. I live in hope that one day something actually decent from Star Wars may come out. But in the meantime, that's it. Right, we've just had some um, comments. Um, Somebody's just said that. Don't forget, um, Squiddy wants to read the comments. Yeah, I've been going through the discussed comments and he's not even said anything. So... Nuts to him. Uh, um, Has anybody said anything? No. What is discussed? It's on the website, Heidi. If you went to the website and read the website every day as we put up new articles, you'd understand that the discuss is so that everybody can discuss, um, you know, about the movies. My, my, my favourite thing is that discuss. She, she, excuse me. She, she spelled it dick, dick sus, which is, I think, something very different. Oh, yeah. That's even worse than my spelling. Um, no, my, my favourite, though, is there was somebody recently, we had a video come through of somebody who was reading an article from our website, and that was his YouTube content, right? And yet, he kept referring to it as discus. <laughs> and he kept saying, well, they use discus, so you're not going to get me on there or anything else. And I kept thinking, why would you think it's discus? Well, as opposed to discuss, so that you can discuss things. Why would you call it discus? That was the level of that man. I, I couldn't understand why he thought that was a bad thing. I mean, it's just a comment engine to run into your articles. That's all it does. No, it's not it like fuels, a, it's not like Facebook. It fuels the, the Ukraine war. Everybody knows that. Ah, uh, well. 
Um, but yeah, that was yeah, that was that was quite funny. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, so carrying with Starfleet. So basically, you're not you're not impressed with this Starfleet Academy has now been ordered. No, because it's gonna be it's it's Kurtzman's baby, and Kurtzman has done nothing but shit. Everything he has run, Discovery, the three Star Trek movies, even Strange New Worlds. I mean, he's he's not as involved with it, but I mean, it's kind of cut from the same cloth. It's all shit. And Picard season one and two were total shit. So, I mean, why would this be any different? This guy has been a hack forever. I don't know how he gets work. I've got to ask this. Is he at all married or related to Kathleen Kennedy? Because <laughs> <laughs> They're all, they grown, sound like they they're all grown on. from the same lab. Yeah, I was going to say, they, they sound like they would get on very, 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 very much. Um, okay, then, so we're not going to look forward to... I mean, to, like I say, I've given up. I think I watched the first episode of Picard, and that's kind of the only new track I've watched. Everything else I've just ignored, because I just... I gave up on Discovery halfway through season two. I barely got through season one. This is before I realized how much they hate us. And now that I know that they hate us, so there you go. It's ridiculous, isn't it? You know, just turning on the face. Anyway, right, let's move on to something. Well, I want to say something more positive. But Clint Eastwood's going to die soon, so he might be making his last movie. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, obviously this is... The man's 93, and I mean, he's been working in movies for 70 years, and, uh, you know, legend doesn't even cover it with the movies that he's made. But it looks like he is now taking on the project of his last film, which at the moment is only titled Juror Number 2, but is a um, a thriller about a man who ends up on a jury, but it turns out he knows something about the, the, the case that's going on, and he can either lie and, I think, put a friend in jail or come clean and get himself into trouble. I, I mean, thought I thought he was just filming Trump's indictment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's the other way of putting it. Um but with it, I mean, like I say, the man is a legend, but I mean he's got it he's you know, we, we, we <laughs> I was gonna say the other day on Slack that we need we need to have written up a, a bio ready, <laughs> you know, for some people. And it's like yeah. Clint Eastwood. Just copy and paste it. I've done that one. Because, uh, you know, I mean, he was pretty old yeah. anyway. So, uh, <laughs> Shatner, he's 93 now, I think. It's like, oh my exactly. gosh, these guys. Um, if they ever travel on a plane together or something, we'd just be ready with a, then, ready with a comment one. And then Lance Reddick passes. He was like, what, his early 50s? I, I was yeah. like, that's a shock. I, and I really liked him. He was... It, the dude just had one of those voices. It's like he comes in, he says stuff. It's like, yep, we'll do anything you say, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> no, not Alec Baldwin's last movie, because <laughs> I think he's got plenty more left in him. Uh, so, yeah, it's not quite his last movie just yet, uh, annoyingly. Um, I'm hoping his last movie is Oz. <laughs> A remake of Oz. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And not as the warder. Um <laughs> Um, so, what would you say was your favourite Clint Eastwood performance, or and or movie? Ah, oh, jeez, um, God, so many. Uh, I mean, I even like his Dippy, Every Which Way But Loose, and Every Which Way You Can, with the one with the monkey. <laughs> I, just I can't. Like it. I have seen them, but I can't remember them. So I'm they're dumb on the list, but they're. Oh, right, but okay. I just, I just enjoy them. Um, yeah. 
weirdly, that might one, be, one, you know, I saw him when I was a kid kind of thing. Um, I, I like weirdly, him like Peter Wagon. I like everything he's done. He's just, he's just got that presence. Even in shit movies, he's good, you know? Probably it's, Unforgiven, though, is his best performance. I, I don't know. That, that one is just... One I've always so rated is so weird, but they show it... I say regularly, like once every six months on the British TV over here. I, I genuinely love Escape from Alcatraz. It's just it's oh, just yeah? a great yeah, film. A good one. It's just it's really you know, the pace of it and the patience and oh it's just uh, it's a really good movie. Really good movie. Well um, I, I did uh Firefox on on the Overlooked. And on our channel, uh, which you can subscribe to. Yeah. But I mean that was a neat Cold War thriller and he played a Slightly against type, uh, you know, a guy with PTSD mm. that was having a lot of problems. He's he's always comes across as such a stoic, you know, yeah. can handle anything kind of guy. Um, it's it's really bizarre. I, I paint your wagon. It's got to be the most bizarre thing I ever saw him in. This is the guy who's who you know was in the good, the bad, the ugly, and just shoot people all the time. And now he's out there going, I talk to the trees, but they. We've, what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> I, my favorite, my favorite thing from that was the Simpsons, where it's like they've got their guns right there. Somebody shoot somebody. Oh, here comes yeah. Lee Marvin. He's always angry and drunk, and he just starts <laughs> singing. <laughs> Oh, I'll paint your wagon. Gonna paint it gold. What is happening? We've had a couple of comments just quickly on the on the website, lastmovieoutpost.com, for all of your movie news, reviews, and everything cool about film. Um, Stark has said, Heartbreak Ridge is one of his. Uh, oh, yeah, favorites. that's a great the sheer one. That's a good one. Sardonic one liners. Um, and he's also. But here we are. Uh, we are here. We are just admiring the sheer chemistry. We think we need to rename this the Love Stream. Please say between us and the audience and not between each other. Is this on Discuss, I assume? Yes, yes. Okay, all right. No offense, Yoda, but you're just not my type. Uh, is that you saying that, or is that somebody on the on the comments? No, me. That's me saying it. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> it's, yeah, we, it's, we it's, Look, we had that one magical night. We agreed. That was it. Yeah. It was a nice fire. Bearskin rug. We're done. I've never forgiven you for making me be the little spin. Um, anyway, so... Um, it's good to yeah, be though, like I say, Back to Clint Eastwood. I do like the turns he's taken with things like Million Dollar Baby and stuff like that, because that is a messed up ending. Um, the same with Gran Torino and, and stuff. And I think somebody made the comment on the website how you wish he would stay behind the camera than the sort of doddering old man that he is in front of the camera because Gran Torino was kind of could have been a, a perfect exit for him you know uh, the other two Cry Macho and The Mule I haven't seen but I've heard he is very it's very difficult to get through because of just like how old he is looking and you kind of want to remember him as as the man he was you know back in the yeah. day when he was the pale rider and all that kind of thing and whatnot. Yeah. yeah I mean he's he's got He's got a career that just has very... Even his clunkers aren't really that bad. Certainly nothing compared to some of the shit we're subjected to today. But uh, I like... Uh, yeah, it's going to be a sad day because he, he, he left an indelible mark. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, it is a shame. Um, <coughs> does he have De Niro in Irishman disease? I, what, is, what? Has, has he been de-aged? I don't know. Oh, I see, I see, I see. That's Benjamin Button's disease. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but 
But um, no, we don't know whether he's actually going to be starring in this new movie, but it's just most likely. He hasn't said anything about retiring, but at 93, he is going to be shaking off this mortal coil at some point in time. Um, Why? Uh, he's, no, he's not in hospice or anything. He's just, uh, we're not counting the minutes. He's just 93, and he announced <laughs> that this was his last movie. We just thought it was kind of a big deal. We haven't of got course, a it could be. We haven't got a bet on when no. he's going or anything we haven't got, like that, right? <laughs> we haven't got a Deadpool. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Comedy gold. He can't get that anywhere else. Um, right, so, so, so moving on to this week, Jennifer Anderson. Are we going to bother saying what Jennifer Anderson said? Basically, she's saying that Jen- Jennifer Anderson was saying that friends wouldn't be made today because it's too offensive and everything and blah, 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 blah. Like with most she's not, but then she's not wrong. But she's also—it's also bizarre to me because Friends is is just like what I was saying. It's one of those from the '90s that is of its perfect time. at the time. Yeah, but it was—it was at the time because they had a lot of gay characters and things like that in it that were at the time pushing some boundaries and getting some of the more traditional people hot under the collar and things like that. There was, there was some controversy then. And now it's, it's like they paved the way to, to, they were one of the ones that paved the way for, um, you know, lesbian and gays to be in shows as regular real characters. You could say that, you know, you wonder if that, you know, obviously things have gone too far in that direction, but now they look back on it and say they're shit and they're offensive because they occasionally made jokes at gay and lesbians expenses. It's like, I, I don't understand the world anymore. I, it's like, what do you want? Nothing even, is good enough. I don't, I don't even remember them sort of making jokes like that. I don't, I, you know, it, it was, was occasional. But it was generally sort of quite inclusive. I don't remember like laughing at anybody. We were laughing with them. I, 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 that's just me. I don't know. Like, say, yeah. I, I, I say, I seems to get yeah. in my head, but. It, it was too um, white. It was like in the second season, Ross was going to marry a, a, an Asian woman, and yeah. that was that was in there. And and there was the Italian that Rachel liked. And there was, uh, you know, was there a lot of black people in? No, of course not. But I mean, so what? I don't see a lot of white people in in Wakanda. I don't know. Yeah, I don't see a lot of white people in Black <laughs> Panther. What the fuck? Who cares? It's fine. But no, everything is. Got, the worst thing I think we ever sold people is the idea that you can't relate to somebody unless they look like you. It's like, oh, that's so yeah. gross. If I would never want to relate to somebody who looks like me. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. other day I was, talk- oh. I was talking to somebody the other day about cruises and saying that I'd love to do a cruise. It's kind of on my bucket list. But they've now made cruises so cheap that they allow people like me on there. And I would not yeah. want to hang around with a bunch of people like me. No. I, I watch I watch these shows specifically because they don't look like me because I want yeah. I, I got I got my life figured out I want to be I want to relate to other people and broaden my horizons what a weird idea <laughs> um, but yeah so anyway the discussion got on to who was the hottest from Friends I'd have to say Monica Joe. no oh. <laughs> you see I say Monica as well I know everybody like raved about Rachel but I oh, no Monica was was I mean, Rachel don't get me wrong. I was going to say with Monica, she's completely loopy and over the top and, and sort of, um, I was going to make a joke about anal then, but, you know, we'll come to that. Um, but I mean, she, you know, she was OCD with everything and whatnot, but I thought, I thought Monica was way hotter than Rachel, 
way off. Oh, when she, when she was in the fat suit. <laughs> <laughs> I like a girl. No, I got I, something to hang on to. <laughs> yeah, I got a thing for the for the you know dark haired beauties. And now I will say, Jennifer Aniston aged much better than uh, oh, Courtney Cox good. did. Yes. Um, um, yeah. Goodness me. She's she back in the day. I I I thought uh, Monica was hotter, but I'm just I, gonna... I liked her from before then. Though I remember her in the in the uh, Rick Springsteen video, and I remember her in, in uh, Back to or now Family Cocoon. Ties, Cocoon, Cocoon Two. Yeah. yeah, she was in a few um, things. Masters of the Universe. Uh, <laughs> so the final the final votes were. Um, I wasn't got percentages here, but Monica got 17 votes. Phoebe, oh, sorry, I did this in the right order. Phoebe got 14 votes. Monica got 17, but then Rachel won with 46. Yeah. I mean, that was yeah, pretty conclusive. She's, she's, and I think some of that is recency bias because she definitely looks better than Courtney Cox does now. Courtney Cox had. That is a very true statement, Heidi. Courtney Cox yep, has had plastic yep, surgery it. with a lawnmower. That's it's what I was going to say. Shame. It's she, such a she shame. really really ripped apart her face i mean she hasn't gone to madonna levels but oh. uh <laughs> um madonna's like, oh, yeah. I, can, right, anyway. I, I love the i love the meme maybe i mentioned this last week i still love the meme it's like who would have thought that wrote that if you took t- went back in a time machine and told yourself in 1989 that roseanne would one day be hotter than madonna <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, Roseanne Barr. Yeah. <laughs> Swear to God. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Okie doke. So, moving on then. Um, now, again, like I say, I haven't been watching this, but you are quite happy to talk. I shall read a magazine. Uh, no, the the review of Picard. Now, so this is, we are now, what episode? Is it six or seven in this? Seven. Seven, okay. Seven. And, you, you found the the episodes have been hit and miss. Is that right? Uh, no, my my reviews have been fairly positive. I would say all of mine have been fairly positive up until this episode. I okay. Now look, yeah, you know, I listened to these people. Here, here's a here's a. Uh, I'm going to read one of the one of the chats here or one of the discuss. Um, you know, people went nuts on this. Discuss. Um, okay, the hold, the hold steady. He 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 quoted my review, where I said, in a nutshell, Vatic is pissed because she was captured by the Federation, where they poked, pried, and basically tortured her to turn her into a weapon. I know Section Thirty One was a bit shady, but this went way over the line for me. The Federation, even at its worst, only did what was absolutely necessary. I think back on when Cisco brought the Romulans into the Dominion War, killing a Romulan to do it. So he says, so the good guys are the bad guys yet again. All your people who are saying or fell for, the show's gotten better, try it, deserve this. How many times are you going to turn over your hard-earned money to woke corporations just to watch your favorite characters get ass-raped for the cause? It's like, wow! We're about here, and suddenly... <laughs> <laughs> Dial it back. Take it down to, to nine. Would you please? You got an 11. Uh, I, I, look, first of all, I don't think it went woke. I, I just, I questioned some of the ways, you know, saying that the Dominion, that 
that factions of the shapeshifters in the Dominion were pretty pissed after the Dominion War, especially since they sicked a virus on them, is not a bad story technique. They didn't have to take it to where this woman is torturing to 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 a prisoner. I mean, I don't know why the Federation would have kept these prisoners. They usually didn't. And they were usually very kind to prisoners. And then there was the technical nonsense. Like, they showed her flashbacking and it's like in in a night a late 19th century or early 20th century sanatorium where you have like squeaky gurneys on wheels and and (laughs) syringes and knives i'm like what they have floating things now nobody has a gurney in star trek what are you doing here you know everything floated and then they had (laughs) everything uses lasers and lights and it was very not that's one of the things i loved about star trek it's like oh i never have to get a shot anymore it's all you know hypo sprays and lasers and and you know techno bullshit that you know it was all very non-invasive you didn't have to cut people up like you do now that was cool to me um so that kind of stuff, that was a choice that I went, wait a minute, you've gone too far. You're making the Federation look like real garbage here. I mean, beyond what these moral quandaries that the Federation put themselves in. Yes, Gene Ronberry had said humanity had gotten all past this and we were perfectly moral and spiritual and all that. And I think that wasn't realistic. We, we can't have these good stories if we don't have moral quandaries set up. But to go back to like 19th century torture sanatorium type shit, I'm like, wait, whoa, I got I got irritated with that. And then there was a lot of technical nonsense, just execution nonsense, because they're fighting these these changelings as they're boarding the ship. And there's one shot where it's like and, and Dave Cullen showed this as well. And I was I had noticed it. It's like the dude is right behind her. Like it's a it's a full on <laughs> shot. They're running towards the camera. The guy couldn't be more than three feet behind her. All he has to do is go and he doesn't do it. <laughs> it's like I get it to a certain extent. It's a bottle show and you're 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 keeping everybody on the same set. You're trying to save money. But and, and as far as motivations go, it's not the worst. But to but for him to reel it all the way back to say, you just got ass raped, everything's terrible, it's all shit. <laughs> Guys, stop lionizing the next generation. I love the next generation. I love the original Star Trek. But the original Star Trek had Spock's brain. The original Star Trek had space hippies. The original Star Trek had the <laughs> yeah. weird thing with the with the Kirk switching bodies with a woman, and, and they had some nonsense. Season one of Next Generation is goddamn near unwatchable. I think there's maybe one or two episodes that are possibly halfway decent and it is it is it is really painful to watch season one of next generation just because we had a bad episode here doesn't mean it's gone completely woke and you know we just had the conversation i said alex kurtzman is going to fuck over he's going to have a woke series in starfleet academy because i blame kurtzman i don't blame metallus and Metallus has done a very good job. I just questioned his choices in this one episode, and I gave it two and a half. I didn't give it a one. I didn't give it the kind of ratings that you and I have given when it's really woke nonsense, right? I I felt like it could have been better, but it wasn't the worst. I'm still watching. I still like it. It's not. It was actually a little bit better the second time around once I got over some of this shit. But yeah, 
I I have some problems with it. That doesn't mean the whole show went woke and I'm getting ass raped. Give me a break. We've lost, we've lost a woman, which is gutting. I, and that fact that she hung on this long is a sh- shocking. <laughs> yeah, there is obviously something wrong with her. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, again, it's... I kind of do want to watch it and give it a go, but I am going to binge it at the end of it. So I've kind of stayed away from quite a few of the spoilers and stuff. But it's again, it's just one of these things. It's dragging out. I've I've stopped following Doomcock on Twitter because I mean the man just he's so full of hate. And he, even if something is good, he's kind of I understand where he's coming from. That saying that if you like this now, then you are kind of like selling out and everything else. But it's just there's so much hate and spite with it. I just can't put up with it anymore, and it's it's kind of a shame. I I look until these properties get sold off to somebody else, which is not going to happen. Star Wars, Star Trek, Paramount's not going to sell off Star Trek. Not going to happen. So the only thing we can do is we have to be at least somewhat objective um, in our subjectivity, I suppose. Um, I've laid down a baseline of what I think is good for Star Trek, and then I try to rate the show based on what I think is good for Star Trek. There's other people that might think things are different for Star Trek. But if you're just going to go into it every time saying, well, Corporation, fuck them, it's like, okay, that anything they do, it won't matter. And if it's good or if it's bad, it won't matter. You're still going to have the same problems. How do I get the corporation? How do I aim the corporation at better stuff? Well, then support the good stuff and don't support the bad stuff. But if you're just going to go in with a a mindset, a closed mind, quite frankly, uh, that says everything is crap because this corporation did it or these woke assholes yeah. did it. Okay, well, then you're how are you different than the woke assholes who believe that every white man is bad because he's born wrong? I, I mean, I don't know how to fix this if we're not going to rate each thing on its own merits. I try to. It's like with... I mean, we'll come on to Mando in a minute, but I try to go in with it with an open mind of thinking, I'm looking forward to this. You know, I, I'm, I'm hoping this is going to be good. And, I mean, <laughs> the majority of the time I come out of it quite quite gutted at the end of it. Like, I mean, with the book of Boba Fett. I mean, that was, that was so horrible to watch because I've loved Boba Fett my entire life. But at the same time, it's just kind of... I still have to give it hope that it might actually be okay and and kind of that's where they get you i suppose yeah i i'm just so yeah i i agree with you on mandalorian um picard i think has been very very good we just had a clunker episode for me i've i've looked at some other reviews of the people that have really liked you know the critical drinker dave cullen and that kind of stuff and there's been some there's been some difference of opinion on this episode. Some people, you know, Matt really liked this episode. Stark really liked this episode. I had problems with it, but mostly my problems are based on where I think the Federation should be. And then dumb stuff like gurneys, squeaky wheel gurneys in that <laughs> float, you know. And did Major, it, anybody, Major Grin it, has been like with me on that, I think. I was going to say with the, with the squeaky gurneys, did anybody say we need fifteen mils of flavoring solution? Stat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, she's 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 humming and she's using all these hyperdermic needles that that look like I'm like what? 
you don't need those tools anymore. They've established that. You know? that, <laughs> yeah. those, that little stuff. And that what bothers me so much is that they've done such a good job in kind of addressing this kind of stuff in in the series, in earlier in the series. Like there was one moment where it's like they're in the holodeck even though they have no power. And I thought, how could the holodeck be working? Because this was something <laughs> they established back in Next Gen where... Jordy needed to use the holodeck to try to get out of a booby trap, even though the ship was losing power. It was a, it's a whole thing. And, and Picard actually mentions this. Yeah, we, we, they've decided to put the holodeck on its own separate power, uh, for now, <laughs> for specifically reason. for the, specifically for situations like this, either because they know there's no hope and they could die someplace that would be a little bit nicer than their station or to use it. Maybe if, you know, like what, the enterprise it's like okay you, you know about no, it and you addressed it i'm happy that's fine it's the way you sort of said that they're close to death and then they've got to so yeah he died we found him in the holodeck with his trousers down uh, yeah which is weird <laughs> worst ways to go worst ways to go so let's move on then to da 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 now Mando has been up and down this season. Mostly down. Mostly I've been quite disappointed. There has been no particular arc going anywhere. Um last week's episode I was being I said not last week but the week before the the one with the um pterodactyls whatever you want to call them. I was being generous with the four, but to me that episode again sort of basing it off the previous episode of the whole Dr. Fizing whatever he was called was so much more of an improvement than watching that doctor having his memory wiped where he could have had his memory wiped with an amnesia ray <laughs> you know from a blaster they they could have quite easily killed him but obviously um the the hot woman whoever she is is got to stay hidden um for gideon because she's obviously a bad guy and so like i say that that one episode i actually thought was quite decent this week what got me was the whole there were there were several issues for example the whole bit where carson just happens to stumble upon where the the mandos are hiding secretly on that planet and it was because there's an r4 unit there who's been i don't know tiktoking from inside the cave hey everybody here i am with the mandos on planet so and so you know and and just sort of how he found him it was just it was such a explanation Oh, maybe a weak explanation, but it is an explanation. I mean, I, I don't doubt an R5's unit to send data on a, through, you know, again, to a guy, communicate to a it, guy. To me, it annoyed me. Oh, no, I'm actually saying that. We're going to go even before that. Sorry, because I completely missed that. We'll come back to that. Um, no, 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 we'll carry on that for a second. So, But with this R5 unit, they hadn't even established there was an R5 unit there. Even if they had established and sort of said, oh, yeah, we've got did. an R5 unit from the from the rebellion or whatever he took it with him to the to mandalore that was the one he took to mandalore and they brought it back oh was it yeah all right okay this is how much attention i'm paying to this at the moment right i I was like why are you why are you so freaked out it's like they they established that look I, i i don't want to mistake my defense of the episode as i think the season is good okay we're arguing over levels of badness my no. My issue with your review cool. was the was the 
the pterodactyl episode you gave a four, and this episode you gave a one point five or something. I don't know. So what you know, number numbers for reviews aside, as stupid and dumb, but we do them anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't see how you I, like. This at this last episode finally had something that gives us some motivation and some story arc to to the thing. We can argue about technical execution on a couple of things, but there is nothing in the in the that pterodactyl episode that says, "Okay, now I know what they're trying to accomplish. I know what their motivations are, and I know what they want to do." There's nothing. No, okay. It's just okay. Go kill the bird and, and get the and, and then. I mean, you could you could easily say on both of them, execution of certain things was terrible. You could say that about the dude surviving in the pterodactyl's yeah. belly for, for yeah, yeah, yeah. a day or no, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you could say that about certain things in this one, but at least this one says, "Okay, I, I get it. This is what they want to do. This is why they're moving forward." I thought the setup was all going to be about getting the Mandalore, finding the the water, and getting in there. And all they've done in the first two episodes, three episodes, is completely destroy whatever motivation that they set up. So, like they set up, got to go to the waters. Water's done. Oh, okay. Uh, what do we do now? Okay, we're gonna go and we're gonna see the myth of rescue. A okay, kid she saw the myth thing, and yeah, yeah. Okay, now now we're gonna rescue a kid. Okay, we rescued a kid, and we got three new pterodactyl pets. That won't go badly. Um, what? Why are we doing all this? What? What is the point? Finally, at I, the end, she says, "Take off your helmet. You are going to reunite Mandalore. We need to come together. We need to rebuild our society. It can't be just us with the with the people who take off." never take off the helmets and you that do we gotta we gotta come together and be a, a civilization again and you Bo-Katan are gonna be the one that does that which I, I know you know you say all oh, the women and all that look Bo-Katan was set up long ago really long ago over 10 years ago no I know no I know, I know, she, I know. She's, she is a natural person to do this and Din Djarin is just a bounty hunter that's doing his thing and is getting swept up in this stuff so I'm okay with that um, but at least it's something other than that there's been nothing and more nothing and there's more nothing and nothing the, I care about and I it's just a disaster I, I have been basing each episode on on its individual merits as opposed to a whole. I mean, if I was going over a whole, then all of them would be getting one because, again, like I say, the whole, you know, the setup of the, 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 um, you the just guy. said, you just said you based the other episode because it was a comparison so, to the previous episode. Yes, but what I'm saying is, is an overall arc in the fact that, like I say, yeah, that, that, that episode with the pterodactyls and stuff, at least to me, something happened, but also showed that the Mandalorians working together and working with Bo-Katan and, and, and again, doing something with Bo-Katan. In this last episode, when you're then setting up, you know, the, the whole thing of the women thing, yes, that did annoy me because it's kind of now, as with all other Disney shows, you know, Din has now been set aside so that the women can play, you know, the main characters in his own show and so that yes that annoyed me i'm going to say that annoyed me right but it's also that the whole this whole particular episode okay so he set up the r5 unit that does actually make sense but then the bit at the end with carson when he i, I don't remember him saying that he was going to go and look 
for Gideon's ship, but he happens to stumble upon this ship somehow in the vastness of space. And then not only that, but he says, oh, scan inside there. Oh, there's Beskar armour in there. And it's sort of like, what, what do they do? Shoot a Mandalorian at that ship? Because you know, they only wear the Beskar. They don't use it as weapons. It's an obvious setup to sort of say, Mando's did this. I'm going to put a little note on here saying belonging to Mandalorians and sticking it in there. So they fought. And it was just, it was, uh, that whole ending was utterly ludicrous of just that Carson should be going out buying lottery tickets because obviously he's the luckiest man in the entire universe. Oh, well, I, I don't give a fuck about that in Star Wars. <laughs> if, if I, if, if, if scientific accuracy in space and everything was important in Star Wars, planets would have more this- than one climate. You know, I mean, that's yeah, and just, everybody else wouldn't be speaking English. Yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, they discover something as part of a mystery. He he runs across. If you, if you put the Star Trek mindset on Star Wars, all of Star Wars falls apart in about five seconds. So I don't care about that. He he's doing his patrols. He found the Imperial shuttle that had Moff Gideon on it. Moff Gideon was rescued. It looks like the Mandalorians are being framed for it. That's fine. I got no problems oh. with that. But like, what are the uh, what are the chances in the Thrawn trilogy of books? Um, I think Thrawn finds a, a series of dreadnought ships. They, these, I think that one of the dreadnoughts was in the beginning of the Last Jedi, and he hides them in space, where only him and a few other people know the location, right? But according to this, Carson will just go out for a little sweep somewhere and just find them, you know? Because how on earth could he have found that ship? It was unbelievably. Uh, come on! Gone. If if you, again, if you're going to if you're going to put that shit into Star Wars, you're going to find all kinds of shit that doesn't work. And no, it's I, I'm, not. I'm quite happy. I mean, the coincidence and everything. No, there's always you, there's always a suspension of disbelief, and I get that. But this, to me, was so unbelievably precise that he happens to find the ship with with that Moth Gideon was on. It was you, just you to get, me in my mind. You got to think of Star Wars for, like. You got to think of Star Wars like fantasy, right? And you could easily take all of Star Wars and instead of putting it in space on different planets, you could put it on one planet and each of the planets are actually towns. Tatooine town, Endor town, right? You could do it that way. And it would be the same. It would be the exact same thing. That's, you know, it's space fantasy. So that kind of shit doesn't bother me. Um, what bothers me is that I, I start this show and I have four episodes and I have no idea what they want to do or why they want to do anything. And all they do is just no end game. Fetch, fetch quests. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing there. That that was acceptable in the first two seasons because you kind of knew it had to do with Grogu and he was just trying to get through and, and having these little yeah. one-off adventures every time. I kind of put up with that and it kind of built up a little bit keep Grogu away from the bad guy. It was a kind of a fugitive kind of thing. But now, one, you wrecked all that. You wrecked the entire setup to season two because you decided in Boba Fett, bring Grogu back on a different show yeah. to yeah. Boba then or understand. to Mando yeah. and, and destroy everything that they did in those first two seasons. And now you don't know what to do with any of it. And it's like, I, I, there's no point to any of this. I, I, other than okay, they finally came to Navarro, and they get 
some land and they're able to build their society up in peace again. And that's when he says, we need to bring the rest of the Mandalore here. And this is going to be our new civilization. And that's uh, okay. All right. That's something as opposed to nothing. Right. That was the other thing that got me with the whole Navarro thing was the opening shot had, um, what's his name? Carga looking at the whole city and going, Oh, Maybe we should move all of the, all of the trade districts nearer the thingy. And I'm thinking, sorry, who on planet Earth does that? There's a city and there's a trade district and a port, and then just sort of like, right, we'll just uproot all of these businesses and pop them over there. They won't mind. That's that's fine. You know, I've just got my shop all set up and everything else, but Cargo now wants to move us. And again, it was kind of, you know, I understand how he's trying to be set up as this uh, like sort of political leader now, kind of like Lando. That's actually saying that. Thinking ex- about that now. That's, that's exactly, exactly how it works. Uh, what are you talking no, about? No, of course I, he's look. Lying. Are you saying SimCity has been lying to me? <laughs> yes, yes, I have. And again, with that whole thing, and then he's there sort of saying, "I will not leave my city." And then literally seconds later, he's going, "Yeah, I'm buggering off with you, lot." It's really, it's like really violent out there. Somebody could get hurt. <laughs> you know, he needs to save his people. He thinks he's got to fight, and then he realizes, I, I don't know. I, that's that kind of stuff is like, yeah, you got. You change your mind, obviously, in the face of overwhelming odds, and call for help. And he did, and they got help, but they came to help see, him. It's all good. I, wanna see, I, I, I was going to say, I want to see Bernard Hill on the Titanic, sort of going, "A captain goes down with his ship." No, wait, yeah. no, he doesn't. Because uh, no, I, I don't want to drown. I don't want to drown. I'm going to get on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and and there was another part as well. Um, I can't think what it was now, but I just. There was so much that just made zero, zero sense to me in the whole episode. And I just thought to myself, this is just, this is, uh, it's so badly written. You know, the whole thing is just so unbelievably badly put together. I don't know what I'm expecting. I suppose it, because it is John and Dave, I did was hoping that there was actually going to be a bit of, you know, sort of like logic and stuff behind it. But none of the episode made any sense to me at all. None of it. I I just didn't see it that way. I mean, this is the first episode I thought that did make any sense. At least, again, we can nitpick or go after a lot of little things that that happen in these in these shows. Uh, Why didn't they do this in this one scene instead of this? But the overall arc is okay. Towns in trouble from the pirates that they set up a couple of episodes ago. They need help. Republic's not going to help them because they become a bureaucratic nightmare already, thanks to Tim Meadows. And <laughs> so we're going to we're going to uh, the, the Mandalorians are going to come in and help them and save the day. Yeah. Okay. I got it. That's fine. And because of that, Mandalorians are going to say we're going to live with people and we're going to reunite our our civilization and we're going to grow it again and we're going to become a great people again. Great go get the rest of the people. Now I know where the show's going. I don't want you to mistake as like I'm saying, this was a great episode. It was amazing. I was like, no, it was average at best. I just think it's better than all four episodes before. Mm, I don't know. Like I say, it's it's ultimately the whole thing is, is just heartbreaking. You know, that we had a show, and like I say, the end of that season two was was everything I'd ever hoped to see in a new Star Trek, a Star Wars. It was it was so beautiful, goosebumps and everything. And now I'm just watching it, and I'm I'm literally watching it because I have to. And if it wasn't for me having to write this the the reviews, I would not be watching it at all because it's just oh, it's just 
why do they destroy everything we love? What's wrong with them? I, I, I mean, in in this case, it's not. I, I just. I, I I'm looking at this one as more of a. It's not really a woke thing. Like there's there's you know She-Hulk obvious right, <laughs> the, the MCU has gone obviously woke. I yeah. get all that, but I look at this season and it just feels unfocused and there was no real plan, and they don't know what to do now that they've forced Grogu back into the thing. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. they and 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 I think maybe Favreau is distracted with Ahsoka. I think that's his his baby, so that's where he wants to be, and. I don't know how much Dave Filoni is doing this one. I, I watched The Bad Batch. I just finished that one up. I kind of binge it. And again, I know you don't like the animation style and all that, which is fair. But I really enjoyed those two seasons. It feels like a natural extension of Clone Wars or Rebels or that kind of thing. And I think it's, it's a really good, interesting show on how the imperials the empire decided to forego clones in in favor of conscription and that kind of stuff mm. and how they kind of treated the clones pretty shabbily after the war was over and the empire took over um so there's some interesting things going on there and there's a lot of factions kind of working to become the dominant like you're trying to get the boss's attention, and one guy's saying, "I think we should have take the clone technology and do this," and another guy's saying, "I think we should do the Death Star and do that." And another one's saying, "I think we should do conscription and build, uh, you know, but we need to we need to get more Navy stuff, and we haven't gotten the funds for that, you know. Well, where are you going to put the money? Which one are you going to go with? Well, we know eventually which way they go, but it's kind of like, yeah. oh, okay, I kind of find that shit interesting, um, and or an uh, uh, underrated, but understandable why it's not really catching on either it's it's not what people are looking for in star wars even though i kind of liked it um and then the first two seasons of mandalorian you know if you look back on it i did enjoy it but they're very simple and i don't find myself I watch i must admit actually that second series i haven't watched the first series again but i watched the second series a second time and it is quite decent again it is kind of all fetch and go kind of kind of things yeah. and stuff but it does it does build to something even though then it then goes off to Boba Fett and then you have to have seen Boba Fett to come back and, and just uh, which was really wow. bad Boba Fett was really bad uh, Kenobi was, was really bad and I just I, 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 I've been I've been listening to where they're talking about because Lucas we, we talked about this a little bit last week how Lucasfilm is in chaos what I'm hearing is that uh, Kathleen Kennedy has been told to fo- not only focus on Star Wars, but focus on making movies. And if you look at it, it's like, okay, well, Kevin Feige, we can, we can talk about Phase 4, all we want, how it sucks and everything else. Mm. But we did have like 21, 22 movies that all made money. Yeah. just a pure stockholder standpoint they all made money so you could say well at least we got our money's worth out of it before it turned to shit because let's face it every property eventually turns to shit nightmare on elm street friday 13th police academy we could go on and on scream. right scream <laughs> yeah. the, the first <laughs> superman movies the the first set of batman movies you know there is nothing wrong with superman 4 how dare you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nothing wrong with it except everything 
Um, but, you know, it's all about stockholder money. Well, they've never gotten their money out of Star Wars. They paid $4 billion for it. And oh, yeah, what have they gotten out of it? They certainly didn't get it out of Willow. They're not going to get it out of Indiana Jones. They're not going to get... Uh, I, I guess if Indiana Jones doesn't make $900 million or somewhere around there, uh, that will be the end of Kathleen Kennedy for sure. So she and Lucasfilm in general is being said, you need to make Star Wars. You need to make better quality and less quantity. And really, if you look at since they've bought it, what have they had that has that, that like I would go back and watch phases one through three of the MCU. Yes, you know I have, I have two or three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could say, well, Force Awakens made piles of money. It's the best. It's it's the highest grossing movie ever. Yeah, on the promise of extending a story that it that it stands on the shoulders of the first three Star Wars movies, right? Not the prequels, not anything else. The first three Star Wars movies. It was bringing yeah. back Han, Leia, and Luke uh, onto the screen. Never bringing them back get, together. Yeah, yeah. We didn't get what we what we hoped for, but we didn't know that in 2015. We went on the promise that that's what's going to happen. Then you have these one-off stories trying to build the Star Wars cinematic universe. So you have Rogue One, which was, I, I mean, it's it's okay, but I don't think it's it's not one that I go back to. It's, uh, God, you know what? I've seen people defending it and saying how it's easy, the best of the Star Wars movies and everything else. And it's like, it's the best of the Disney movies, but that's not saying much. No, it's you know, not. That's, that's, because... It's, you know that's 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 not a high bar to reach. You know with the, that, those characters are not compelling. They're not compelling, no. and you know you know what happens to them. So what's the point? <laughs> Ultimately, well, I I could deal with them all <coughs> perishing at the end. I don't think it's a bad way to go or anything. I, I don't I don't disagree with the ending. I'm just saying the characters just weren't compelling. They didn't have they were flat lines throughout the entire the only one mm. you remember is K2SO who actually injected an opinion and, and through his humor created a bit of conflict. Guy played a Cassian and and the girl Jen Urso, I forget her name, but yeah. they just yeah. they were just so they're planks of wood and they don't have any moments in there that kind of help you latch on to them as uh, onto their personalities so the only thing he really has going in Rogue One is that ending scene which is just pure Star Wars nostalgia yeah 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 that's all it is so you go okay it's a member Barry third act so you go okay well that one made money but again it was kind of like it didn't make as much money as Force Awakens, which is understandable, but it did all right. And you think, okay, you got two movies here. What's the what's Last Jedi? And then you do Last Jedi, and you completely cre- divide the fan base completely between the fanboys who still defend it yeah. because they're mindless, in my opinion, and the the rest of us who say, what? Why is why is Luke Skywalker on island drinking monster titty milk. What is going on here? And you go, and and that's that broke Star Wars. The Last Jedi yeah. absolutely broke Star Wars, and it hasn't yeah. recovered since. And they and then nothing else has been compelling as the MCU. Even the you, you can say even Thor: The Dark World and stuff like that. To me, it's like they're 
boring, but they at least moved this. There was something that they added it that moved the story yeah. along, kept you going. Did, did, yeah. What is there in Star Wars that does that? Nothing. Nothing. Um, I saw a meme the other day, and it said <laughs> it had the armor on Bo-Katan, and uh, the armorer says, um, "Do you respect my station? Then remove your helmet." And say, now remove your pants. Um, I was thinking, no, this is this is a, this is a Star Wars I could get into. <laughs> Hashtag Star Wars, me too. <laughs> but again, it's just like you say. There's just it at the moment. It is just content. It is just content. It is just we need filler. You know, because like you say, if Kathleen Kennedy has been told to make some decent movies and stuff, it's kind of we need to keep the fans on our side and keep them subscribed every week to our Disney Plus. Otherwise, you know, we're we're going to be losing money and everything else. But they're losing money hand over fist. That's why they've just had to fire seven thousand people um, because of they're losing money. And it's you know somewhere like you said, we said earlier, somewhere at some point in time, somebody has to go. This is not working. That target audience thing and everything else not working. You know, we just need to go back to just telling the stories. It's just well, oh, it's there was a guy that was there um, on the board. I forget his name. Um, I think we did a story on it. But the the exec that got fired, um, he was he was with Nelson Peltz, right? Right. Okay. And uh, let me see if I can find it here real quick. Um, hello, search. I read a good one the other day. Just whilst you're finding that, I did find a good one the other day, and it said a chap on um, Twitter said the modern audience is the same as it's always been. These people have been pandering to studios and trying to reach, trying to studios are trying to reach. Don't watch movies or television. Uh, they watch. Oh, sorry, right. Uh, These people are pand. These people pandering to studios are the ones. Oh dear, my brain today. The people these pandering studios are trying to reach don't watch movies or television. They watch TikTok. And yeah. the new target audience doesn't exist. Checks the box office at the movies. Um, I'd bring receipts, bitch. And this is exactly the point. that These these people, they're fighting and they're screaming and they're crying over the cause and everything else. They're not interested in the property. And ultimately, these companies make money. That is what they do. And, you know, throughout the whole Hollywood history and everything else, movies, yes, you get the occasional piece of art out of it and everything else, but these companies are about making money. And at the moment, they are pandering to a group of people who aren't giving them the money back. And so that things have got to change. You know, that they, if they've, they've got to get bums on seats again in the cinema. So you got David Saslov at Warner, who is doing his best, I think, to try to stem that tide. I think he's got a long ways to go. The, the fact that Velma gets a second season is proof of that. Is that uh, genuinely sorry, I, I didn't hear that. Is that real? Yeah, it's real. Um, then you've got Paramount, who is does have Tom Cruise making both Mission Impossible and he made Top Gun Maverick. And then you've got season three of Picard. So there's, you know, it's not going to be all one thing, you know, there's, but you say, okay, Paramount seems to be figuring things out. And I've heard the guy that runs Paramount Plus say, we're not going to do all this, this woke stuff anymore. But they give Kurtzman another show. <laughs> so, you know, you, you know, like you know, two steps forward, one step back, right? Then, But then you got Disney, who is still all in. And they fired Ike Perlmutter. Ike Perlmutter neither 
discriminates nor cares about diversity. He just cares about what he thinks will make money for Disney. They got rid of him. He was with uh, Nelson Peltz and, and that takeover that lasted about 20 seconds and went nowhere. But he, he's, he was on the side of trying to get pelts on the board and trying to get things going. He was a voice of reason in Disney, at least in some respects, and now he's mm. gone. So, <coughs> is Disney still all in on this? <coughs> Apparently. And yeah. I don't say you, Kathleen Kennedy's still there. I look at what they're doing with Star Wars. I don't see, and, and the MCU, I'm not seeing anything really changing here. I don't know. I I, I Disney has the biggest properties, almost all the biggest properties, and if they kind of ruin them, drive them into the ground. I sooner or later, something's got to give. I can't wait till the bubble bursts. You know, it's the only thing I just kind of look out for these days, and just hope that you know somewhere along the line the bubble just pops, and they they just suddenly realize what's going on and 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 knock it on the head. But it seems to be such a long way off. It does, and I don't know what they're going to do about it because it's. I, I mean, Disney's laying off people. He, they got a lot of money, I'm sure, tied up in the indie, and I'm sure it'll have a hundred million dollar opening weekend and then fall off a cliff, unless oh, by some again, miracle it actually is good, which I don't see that happening. I, it, you know, I, I'm I'm so conflicted with indie because I just keep thinking to myself that maybe. They, the whole thing with Dimcock and everything else, maybe he has actually changed it and actually saved it, and they have gone back and done that. But other than that, I think Mango was ready to sell out because Kathleen Kennedy was in charge and everything else. And just, I, I'd like to say, I do not know what to expect come June. It's going to be nervously, I don't know. <laughs> it's just going to be weird. <laughs> maybe, maybe the first film I never get to watch. <laughs> Yeah, it's diff it's difficult to say what they're going to do here because I mean, you can't just keep pouring money into these properties plus all the debt that you've incurred. You've got yeah. you've got toys, you know, you got Ray action figures and and Poe action and Rose, figures and Rose what's her name? Rose, Rose Tycho in that, yeah. Yeah. And, and Finn and they're just gathering dust on the, on the on the shelves. Nothing's getting sold. Nobody cares. The the h hotel is in the red, like you wouldn't believe. Oh, yeah, Star Wars yeah. Galaxy Edge is not not in inspiring anybody. I don't know how well the regular Disney parks are doing or their cruise lines, but I mean they they build all this stuff on the backs of their properties. The stuff that gets you know you do Frozen and, and all of a sudden you've got a whole new cash cow because everybody loved Frozen especially you know all the little girls love Frozen yeah. so now you got dolls and records and all kinds of stuff you can put the, the characters on your cruise ships and in, in your Disney parks it attracts people to come great none of this is, is is working and so if nobody's inspired then all that other stuff starts losing money how long can they keep going on like this? I don't know, but when you're firing guys like Perlmutter, it tells me that you haven't learned your lesson yet. Uh, it's, uh, like I say, the bubble has got to burst at some point in time. They cannot keep losing money like this, um, ultimately. And, and they know that the things are going wrong, and they they know, they, they think they've got to see it. And then they've, oh, it's just, like well, I say, they do. it's weird. 
there's some that see it and they're cowards because they're too scared of their woke HR department or whoever is in there and they can't get rid of them because all the woke are disproportionately people of some sort of marginalized group, right? So if you get rid of all the woke, you get rid of all the marginalized group, then they get accused of racism, sexism, homophobia, trans, blah, 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 blah. And that, that's all the papers will, will and, and the news media will cover because they're co-opted and that's the only message they're putting out. So until, I mean, I really kind of put all this on the news media, quite frankly. I mean, if you yeah. get the news oh, media yeah. start telling the truth again, then everybody else will start making decisions that will help but as long as they will only put out the message that everybody white is bad and everything that they do that 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 everything anybody marginalized does is perfect and awesome and everything else and the only reason you're you're not going is because you're racist then sooner or later you're right this bubble has got to pop because it's not you, true. You kind of, you again, you kind of wonder what the whole end game is with the with this whole scenario. You know, what is their what is their end game to to all of this? Just to sort of destroy humanity or something, or you know, and oh, take they, us back to just, the planet of the apes, or <laughs> yeah, they just don't have a very good grasp on reality. They've got this. I suppose. Look, well, I mean, you you just say that it, it's in the same way that sort of we'd like politicians and, and with rich people. You know, when the, the pandemic was on and people were sort of just, you know, I'll just stay at home. It's fine. Yeah, I haven't got a tennis court in my house. All right, you know, I haven't got a swimming pool in my house. Yeah. You know, just staying at home. You cannot relate to what it's like to just staying at home because you have no, you know, you have no no conception of reality with it. Well, it's a it's a child's. They think like child's fantasy i'll give you an example this is something i'm not very proud of but when i was like 11 or 12 you know i I fell in love with the dragon's lair game and we had an old pong game in our house like a quarter game that my dad had bought Uh, and put in bars and then by the 80s that was not going to make any money so we just kept it in our basement and I had myself absolutely firmly convinced that he was going to buy me a full-size Dragon's Lair game for Christmas. I had convinced myself. I don't know. You know, you look back at it, it's like, what are you, a retard? I was like, maybe. But <laughs> Hey, I believed. Kids, I believed. I mean, kids can do that, right? You can, you can convince yourself that something is going to happen, and then when it doesn't, you're absolutely crushed. And, and that's just called reality asserting itself. And that's just something kids do it's part of growing up right you, yeah. you've probably had something everybody's probably had something like this i hope it's not yeah, just me yeah. uh but when i look at these people the way they act it's like this this uh, they never they never had that moment of reality asserting itself they've for whatever reason some people will say oh it's been bulldozer parents or it's been everybody coddling them or it's been participation trophies or whatever buzzword the right likes to use to say this is why everybody's stupid these days but in in essence it's it's this celebration of infantilization we do not lionize the wise and the old we we cater to the young and the stupid and and because of that 
you get people in there who are just emotionally incontinent. They can't handle anything. You you see them on TikTok just saying bizarre shit that has nothing to do with reality. It's like at some point you would think reality would assert itself. But I think unfortunately yeah. because we are so rich, like compared to any other time in the history of civilization, that we all our wants and needs and our dangers are are taking we're the biggest problem we have is we're too fat. I mean you in, don't in, have in same, wild animals killing you, you know, I mean it's it's yeah. But it's in the same not a respect. problem. In the same respect, I mean, obviously it's different in this country, but I mean, the, you know, my grandparents and everything else grew up during the war, you know, where yeah. there was, that was proper oppression, that was proper suffering. Whereas yeah. nowadays it's suffering because I haven't got a million likes on, you know, TikTok and, and nobody's paying attention to me and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, seriously, you know, this is, this is, this is the world that we live in that these people are, oh, it's just, yeah. This generation uh, is getting worse my, and worse. Talk, TikTok and stuff like that is just getting worse and worse. With that, you know, it's, my it's internet goes it. down for five hours yesterday, and uh, you know, to be honest with you, we were like, okay, we'll just deal with it. You know, it's, yeah. it's just have something to eat, sleep a little bit. We just waited, but I, I have to think that there were some people in our neighborhood that broke out into hives. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I said the other day actually that, um, oh, my internet went down for two hours. Oh, yeah, I only had to drink my own urine. Uh, you know, I was just so panicking. <laughs> What's that got to do with anything? I, uh, I went full Howard Hughes, you know. The, the fingernails grew out that fast. Yeah, the beard, yeah, that's like, Kleenex boxes on my country. feet. <laughs> it was bizarre. Um, I, 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 I mean, oh, gone. I, I'm just saying, I think that that's where these people are. They're in, they're in areas of power and responsibility they did not earn and they got it through whining and through yeah. tantrum throwing and with the threat of lawsuits or bad publicity and this is what they've wrought this is what we've gotten since Ghostbusters yeah. 2016 and again it's just what a, what a situation that we're in that <clears throat> you know sometimes it is perfectly acceptable to say no it is perfectly all right to not have the thing that you want. And, you know, you can't just then throw a tantrum like a child. You're supposed to grow out on, on that. It's, oh, it's ridiculous. I, I really feel like these people are like Freddy uh, Krueger in the first Nightmare on Elm Street. It's like, just deny him <laughs> and yeah. he fades away. I feel like that they have that little power if we would just not give it to them. But yeah. people are frightened. Uh, it's crazy. Okie doke. Right, are we gonna, are we going to wrap up? Because I think we've we've moaned enough. We've lost all our audience. <laughs> Seems like there's some more moaning we could be doing. No, oh, uh, I'm I'm really moaned out for the week now. I need to do some. I need to save some moaning for tomorrow. It's Monday. Right, uh, I have a, um, a moan day. <laughs> oh, well played, sir. Uh, well, yeah, I got plenty to cut up here anyway. So. Uh, <laughs> Plenty of crap yeah. for us to talk about. Um, yeah, like I say, sorry, sorry, we had Sean and Matt missing. I'm sure they will be back with us very soon. But other than that, Yoda, would you like to <laughs> close they, us out? Not if they watch this one. Uh, <laughs> Thank you very much for watching. We are LastMovieOutpost.com. We're all your movie news, streaming news, and everything cool about films. You can reach us on Twitter at, at @MovieOutpost. He's at Boba Phil. I'm at DrunkenYoda1. And even though he's not here, Matt at MattEggyWegs is also out there. You can reach us all on Twitter. We also have a Facebook slash LastMovieOutpost and Instagram at LastMovieOutpost. Phil, 
Have you got any last words? No, not today. Um, there's plenty of uh, plenty of movie news and reviews and things coming up, and I'm hopefully going to sit down and actually just watch some films this week and just chill the flip out. Yep. I actually, because of last week, start, picked up and started getting through Jedi Fallen Order. And uh, Okay. I, I'm stuck on Dathomir, but I'm getting there. Okay. Um, it is great. It, it, what I, know, I, I said this to somebody else on Twitter the other day. What's really annoying is the stories in the games are fantastic. Knights of the Old Republic is such a great story, and the Jedi Fallen Order again is a is a really compelling story that you 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 know you're properly engaged with all the characters and stuff, and yet you know the TV series and movies are just kind of like written by four year olds. It's weird. That's what I'm saying. Inf- infantilization has been elevated for some reason and it's you know what happens when you put children in charge of very expensive important things properties well, yeah, yeah that's right let's uh, take a look at our banks oh they're not there anymore <laughs> I, I did read the other day that then basically all the banks should get a $600 stimulus check and be fine and crack on with that <laughs> that's the solution isn't it that's the best solution to everything isn't it <laughs> should work just fine yeah <laughs> anyway right yeah so any last words from you no, I think. Uh, I, what do we want to do next week? I, if we, mm. what's coming out? Is anything coming out? Like, like we prepare like that, Yoda. Don't don't make people believe <laughs> that, we, that we sort of like yes. And next week we'll do an in depth study of so and so. We make it up literally an hour before we go live. <laughs> well, this morning at least. I don't know. What, like, say if what are you doing to me here? <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to make us. I'm trying to you I'm know market us. It's like we're. Well, that's I'm not being helping. Honest. <laughs> <laughs> lie, lie to the people. Um, it's called it depends, marketing, sir. It's <laughs> it depends on what comes out and everything else, but I'm sure we'll have a main topic to be able to talk to next week. Um, uh, what that is, I don't know, but no, yeah, so no idea yet. Yeah, I haven't seen John Wick, and I I don't know what's coming out. It feels like April's a bit of a wasteland until we get to I think I know, Guardians um, Three. I don't know. Well, I was going to say no because. Um, Jedi Survivor's coming out, but then also Creed 3's on streaming soon. Tetris is out on streaming. Um, I think Way of Water is, is due out. We've talked about Which, all of these. No, yeah, no, I'm just saying, though, that, you know, that there is, there is, I haven't seen that hardly any, uh, no, yeah, no, hardly any of them, so I'm quite, quite int- intrigued. So. Have you seen Way of the Water yet? No. Don't. <laughs> it's three hours. I just That's keep looking at the you, length of time and just, you know, oh, do I really want to just sort of, you know... No, you don't. Hours? Okay. Well, that's answered that question then. Piece of cake. It's, that's it's, saved me three hours. Oh, it's garbage. Let's see. Let me take a look here. What do we got? One, uh, True Love, Wing and a Prayer. Air? Matt Air? Damon, Jason Bateman? I don't know. Super Mario Matt Brothers Damon. Matt Damon. Showing up, line paint, Doom Generation... Oh, just sorry. I've just looked, and we've got loads of comments on the right. This is your people's right. Any anybody who's on the website making comments on there, go to the YouTube channel. That's what it's there for. I guess Renfield is the one on April fourteenth. I I kind of want to see this Mafia Mama with Tony Collette. Oh. I, don't know, I like it. I like it as a concept. You know, a suburban housewife gets up 
becoming the head of a, a mafia family. I just, I, I don't know. I, I Isn't find that the, the story concept, of the Godfather? No, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, Pretty sure I find, it is. I, the, I, I just like the juxtaposition. I, you know, it may be, it's probably going to be stupid, but I, I kind of like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. uh, yeah, catch a killer, evil, evil dead rise. Oh God, that's that evil dead movie. It's from the Evil Dead universe. <laughs> so again, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, that I'm, I might give a go, but I. Uh, There's just not much. It's kind of a it's a, it's a wasteland, man. Yeah. Okay, uh, right. Okay, so yeah. Anyway, that's us. Do you want to talk about the comments on the, the site? No, not now. Happening. I'm really tired now. I've been up all day. Oh, something about um, uh, anyone watching Night Agents. Um, money. I'm not reading that comment because I'm getting in trouble. Uh, <laughs> they really loan. Um, no, there's nothing interesting there. The only interesting <laughs> comment we had was from Reaver of Souls, of Souls, who said, with the the header that I put up, Phil's face with Gina Carano's body. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> That is obviously one very lonely man. <laughs> What's to know if Heidi is a bot? Heidi is not a bot. I am. She's a uh, bot. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. Um, but no, no, she's not a bot. Um, yeah, she's actually one of our fans. Uh, yes, because we've got fans. We've got a fan club. That's right. Based cruise avoider. Nothing but the 29 to square wood green with propellers, mate. I, those are words. I have no idea what they mean. <laughs> Thank you. I did read through it, and I was like, nope, not reading that. I had no idea what's going on with that one. Um, okay, doke. Right, okay. So, yeah, that's us for today. We'll be back next week. All right. Thank you very much for watching, and we will see you on the next stream.